The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. Welcome to Prescriptions for Healing Conflict. I'm Lloyd. I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank. Mari's been an attorney mediator for 26 years, and during that time she's resolved thousands of disputes as a neutral conflict healer. She's a member of the Orange County Superior Court Mediation Panel, and she's been a law professor of negotiations and mediation and presently teaches negotiations right here at UCI. She's the author of Negotiations Breakthroughs and co-author of Stepping Stones to Success and several other books. To listen to previous interviews, see upcoming guests, download podcasts, and learn more, visit www.conflicthealing.com. So Mari, what's your show about today? Well, Lloyd, our show today is about people who changed the world. And this is really a beautiful book. The name of it is Paths to Peace. And it's written and really designed. And the artist is Jane Bruskin Salbin. Let me tell you about Jane and this beautiful book. Jane began drawing seriously at the age of five. And to encourage her artistic talent, her mother took her for weekly classes at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York. Her father called her drawings love pictures, and then she began to really explore her gift for writing as early as second grade and poetry, and boy, today she's just a well-known author and illustrator who's published about 50 books for young readers. This particular book is not just for young readers. I found it absolutely gorgeous. I, I loved it. And just let me just tell you that Jane devotes her time to work and to traveling around the world, and she lectures on children's books and encouraging children, aspiring artists and writers. And you can find out more about her at our website at conflicthealing.com, where you can link to her website as well as see her picture and her bio and a JPEG of this book. And it's her website is Jane Bruskin Zalbin. That's Z-A-L-B-E-N dot com. So we're so thrilled to have you join us, Jane. This, this is just a terrific book. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Well, Jane, you know, I, I wondered about how you really even decided to do this book. You've done several other books. What led you to want to do this book? Um, well, honestly, it was an outgrowth of I started um, doing peace books after 9-11, I live in a town where about 40 or 50 people had died. And um, also my niece had worked in the World Trade Center and had uh, stopped working there a week before 9-11. And um, I was so affected by it. Um, my children, one of my sons lived right near um, the World Trade Center, and my um, other son was uh, in college at the time in a dorm that he shared with um, Bush's daughter, and so the whole university was closed down. So I um, started feeling about how I could do, you know, uh, in other words, I'm not a peacemaker or an activist, but how I could do a book that would um, 
engage me and engage the emotional content of what I was feeling at the time. So my first book I did was Let There Be Light, which was um, about different um, religions, how they would heal the world and, and the commonality of that. And then I started thinking about Paths to Peace and about the different people that would uh, create peace in the world, and that's how this book actually originated. Oh, and it is so beautiful, and what a great artist you are. Aside from choosing um, 16 fabulous peacemakers and people who are really connected to to what's important in peace, um, these the artistry in this is just gorgeous. So let's talk a little bit about the 16 people who changed the world. First of all, what was it about these individuals that really gave you the ability to separate them from, from other people? Well, I have to tell you, I made a very long list, and it was very difficult um, because there were so many people who were really interesting to me. But then I tried to, in my mind, uh, personally balance, um, honestly, male and female, and then people in different parts of the world, people who won Nobel Prizes, people who were activists. Uh, I tried to balance humanitarians versus politicians versus people who tried to maintain peace initially um, through being an activist through law, which was Gandhi, and he influenced a lot of people who were in the book. So, I mean, it was, it was that kind of balance in, in terms of not only not just having people in the United States, but people in a, in a broader world, because it is about changing the world. Exactly. That, that, that's, that was my consciousness. <laughs> no, I, I loved it. Um, in your, I, I read in your author's note, you mentioned that these 16 individuals are people who have challenged humanity to improve the lives of others. Mm-hmm. So what has been, in, you know, what have you been inspired to accomplish from from really getting involved in, in these people's lives? Well, I mean, obviously I wasn't involved in their lives. Well, you know what I mean. By I don't mean involved in their lives, but I meant by, by studying them and choosing them. Um, I, I think um, probably, I, I think that, um, I, I don't know, it was How sort of like I loved you? just doing, I mean, I, I come to it initially as an artist. So I loved even doing different art and different styles for these people. Um, I think what fascinated me was I started reading all the, about different peacemakers, and uh, since it initially, as you mentioned, started as a children's book, although interestingly emerged as adults giving it to other adults, you know, telling yes. each other about it, and yeah. became really a book for all ages. I really, um, the, the key here that was interesting to me as I started reading more and more about them was they all had something in their childhood that changed the trajectory of the way they re- led the rest of their lives and the way they were going the rest of their lives was going to take them and so there was either a trauma or a tragedy or some very painful thing that happened and it it and then there was also um often hopefully because I thought, thought, well, why did they become peacemakers? Why didn't they go, you know, people can go the other way. Um, there was usually a strong person, an individual in, that, in, that, in their life that, that, you know, made them survive, actually. Exactly. You know, it's interesting that you talk about that they all experience some pain. And pain often, if you go to the, you know, the positive side, it helps you to be compassionate for other people, doesn't it? 
because uh, all of them seem to be compassionate. It's it's even like you you chose Anne Frank, who died as a as a child herself, but even at the end of her life, she you had a quote that even she felt that people were basically good. I, I that was an it was really amazing. She was actually the first person in the book who I um, illustrated and who I wrote about. Um, and the reason being was there is a man here in town who's actually a lawyer um, who was a hidden child who knew Mieskeep. He was the lawyer for the Anne Frank um, Foundation. Mm. And he lent me all his original source material. And what I mean by that is his star that he wore as a child, a concert ticket that his parents had for a concert in, in, in Holland for Yehudi Menuhin, um, Russian cigarettes that they used to barter for food, um, money, all sorts of things that they had saved. And it was just chilling to actually have it in the house. I was very scared because um, I, I thought, gosh, I mean, if you know, something happened, this was it. I mean, they, there were no copies of, of you know, what he had saved from the war. Mm. So I used a lot of his materials, actually, for Anne Frank because he had a very, uh, in a way, similar story. Yeah, this um, this collage next to Anne Frank's uh, page is just pretty powerful. You've it's got that jute. Yeah, it's, I could see. I'm looking at it right now, and it is very, very powerful, and it just touches your heart, and then there's that page, you know, you have in the collage pages from her diary with a picture of her, and then you've got that that star that says Jude. It is it is just, it's, it's beautiful, and it's very emotionally, you know, touching. It was um, very emotional, and I mean, I cried when, I mean, I had in my hands his star that yes. he wore as a, as a tiny child. Yeah, and you think you know, when, when she wore that yeah. as well. Yes, and I mean, I also... As a kid, um, people did that then. I don't think they do that anymore. I collected stamps, so I had the stamps that Anne had collected. Right. And I had them in there, and then I did a, I made um, with the computer in terms of the art a facsimile of the fabric that she had her diary covered with and put that in the book as well, you know, for borders. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I was very, um, on every single person, I was just did a lot of research about their lives and tried to kind of give the feeling of who this person was through the art. Yes, it is. It is. It definitely shows. And I love the way you have like a postscript at the end that tells like what you chose for art and kind of like why you chose it, which I found that to be fascinating too. You could tell that you, you definitely took a lot of heart and my favorite the one that i aspire to be like he's you know my mentor right um is gandhi you know right. because gandhi was a lawyer gandhi was a peacemaker and so i you know emulate him as much as i, I possibly can which he, he, he was the one who really influenced i would say most of the people in the book hmm. he really was in doing the research gandhi more than the dalai lama i gandhi even influenced the dalai lama he was the one who was this Actually, if you had to think of a common thread to most of these people, it was Gandhi. And and I love what you used. You used the real sea salt crystals yes. uh, from the beach and the Indian paper for the border. Yes. And I, re- I remember, like in that movie where they all go for the sea salt, you oh, know, yes, to make the yes. sea salt. Yes, I and, remember that. And um, that's what jumped into my mind when um, I honestly, saw... Honestly, that's what jumped into my mind. <laughs> 
and when I before I did the piece. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that was just yeah. I could really relate to that, and oh my goodness. And then of course Mother Teresa, you had the blue stripes painted on the linen canvas to because she always wore that um, right. for her outfit for her head hair piece and I mean for her hair head cover and uh, yeah. Just sorry, right. Yes. It was just everything was just, So I tried to right, keep very um I was a purist about it. Um I used, you know, Asian rice papers when I did Suki, um Ang Suki, you know, and I also pressed vines to make it feel like it was in Burma and, and um, mm-hmm. put that into the collage. And I used um, Asian fabrics from Cambodia and Thailand and from the, the Far East. So I kept everything very close to the feeling of each uh, person and changed my style drastically. I was just going to say each page for each person is so entirely different like you know when when i look at like anne frank and then i look at eli weissel you know who also was part of the holocaust and you you have this 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 horrible like concentration camp wire you know right i twisted bob wire yes yes that and then i I did press i I grew a flower and i pressed it yes growing because he talks about hope yes he is basically um through his um just a terrible thing, um, you know, in his life that he actually initially never talked about and then realized he couldn't survive if he didn't, you know, talk right. about it. And he wrote the book Night. Right. Um, but, um, you know, he, he he's an optimist in a certain way. I don't know if he's... I think peacemakers book. have to be optimists, don't you? Um, probably. Yeah, because otherwise they wouldn't have hope and they wouldn't really press for peacemaking, you know? I mean, they'd give up. Most, most people in the world, in the end, I mean, it's just, it, unfortunately, it's always the few people, and sometimes they're the stronger ones, and I don't know how that happens. Um, and maybe there are a lot of followers in between, but I think ultimately people do dream for hope and for, for goodness. Yes. I and mean, I don't think I'm being totally naive. No. Um, I... Although there is, right now, there is quite a bit of chaos in the world. Yes. I, I don't know. I, I think we need that optimism because we create that reality. Well, let's put it this way. I need it a little bit. Oh, <laughs> or a yeah. Lot. I, I need it to go on. And, yes. Um, and I think I, I think that a lot of people do. And, the, and just like people get, when they're young, can go, like the ones in this book, go towards something good, I think people, when they're young, can also go the other way and and. and Sadly, and maybe if there was someone there or something, they could go in a positive direction. Yes. It's very yes. complex. I don't think yeah. it's an easy answer. I, I love this quote um, by Eli Weissel, too. Peace is not God's gift to his creatures. It is our gift to each other. Mm-hmm. And obviously he was the Nobel laureate, right. yeah, December 11th in 1986. So, yeah, and then, you know, you had... Uh, uh, I love that you had females and males, you know, and of course, Anwar Sadat is another one that, that I love, but then we, you know, it was great that, um, you had chosen people even, you know, like Princess Diana mm-hmm. and that was in the, the heart that you have there. Oh my goodness. That all of the, all of your art just seems to, to touch right in our hearts. You know, it goes right to an emotional level. It's not just beauty, 
that you look at. You you really capture the emotions, and especially I think you did as well with Princess Diana, each one of them. And to, I'll tell you why I actually she was a very interesting person, and she was there was she was not a frivolous person. And what she did, I mean, because she had a relationship, and a lot of the people also, and I, I write about it in the book, had ties with each other. You know, like Ralph Bunch had it with Eleanor Roosevelt. Princess Di had it with Mother Teresa. Exactly. And um, she, Mother Teresa is the one who got her involved a lot in, you know, her peacemaking work. Yes. But um, I had been in 1995 in Addis Ababa speaking to children, and on the way to schools, I would see children who had leprosy and were affected by landmines. And that was Princess Di's really big quest in life, to yes. really take care of these children in Africa who had been, you know, maimed by the landmines who were victims of leprosy. Yes. And it was very hard every day going to schools. I was going to, um, you know, pro- they, they, they don't have public schools, the private schools all over in, in Ethiopia, and um, seeing these children on the road, it was it, it was very difficult then to go in and talk to children about basically children's books and yes. what we're talking about. Right. And, and interestingly, they would ask me, "Are you going to do a book about our country?" Mm-hmm. And I've, I've been to Africa twice, and I would say, "I don't know." And I think that this book, and I think I know this book and the other peace books I've done, definitely came out of that. Yes. Those visits. And and I think the fact that you've, mm. you know, you you did this, I know that you started out, like you said, for a children's book, but it it really, ever, you know, my whole staff loved this book, you know, <laughs> when we, you know, when we decided. The child in his. Yeah, it's no, not this just was, the, I know. Yeah, no, it's, and, and the way you explain each of the people, like Cesar Chavez and, you know, all of the different people in here that Eleanor Roosevelt, I mean, these are not people that that current kids would know. Do you know what I mean? They right, wouldn't I mean, really had, know. I, mean, I have to tell you, John, you know, JFK, John Kennedy. Yes. Uh, our former president, and I, you know, lived through that era. Me too. Um, you know, and I remember where I was, as, you know, people from my age do, you know, where yes. we were when, when he was assassinated. Right. I mean... That was such an important thing also in my, in my life. I read 800 pages on JFK. It was yes. so difficult to narrow down his life, all of these lives, and maybe that's what's coming through in the research to such a brief life. How, how does one do that and put it in such a concise way? And that was a real challenge. Yes. For me, at least. You know, because, yes. And that was the restriction the publisher was making, not that I was making. I, I could have written a lot right, more. Right, right. And, and that's what's, I mean, each page, there's just like one page on each of these 16 wonderful people. And, um, and then there's one page of writing where you kind of just do the synopsis of, of their gift to peace. Right. And then on the, on the left-hand side, you have the, the, the beauty of it. You know, and, and I, I love this one for Anwar Sadat, too. This is just a great thing. Um, and you have a quote from each person, too. Like, peace is much more precious than a piece of land. Right. I love that. And then you've got this this beautiful piece here. And wh- what is this representing? You've got peace and then sh- uh, salam and shalom showing the, 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 similarity. the similarities, right, in, in that and then is this supposed to be like a, uh, 
mosque. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Um, I, like there uh, is a mosque at the bottom, but I didn't know if this was like the the uh, like a stone or something. You know, stone, it's like the stone. Um, I um, I was speaking to children. I was I was invited in '95 to speak in Cairo and in and in Ethiopia, you know, in Egypt and in in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And um, I um, I had never been in mosques before. And I'd never realized how um, beautiful, yeah. how, not only how beautiful, but also I never realized how much the Muslim, you know, religion was spread in Africa. I mean, I just was not, I mean, you know, as an American, I was not aware of that. Right. And I became aware of that, you know, as um, I guess more Americans are becoming aware of that now. Um, but um, so it was very, um, at, at first it was very shocking because to wake up at four in the morning, you know, from a call to prayer, because right. the, the rhythm of the day is five times a day. And so um, it got to the point where it was interesting, after being there for a while, um, I remember sitting on the top of a stone building in the afternoon, taking a break and hearing it over the hills, and there was something peaceful about it, actually, and the rhythm of the day surrounding that, which is really odd for a Jewish woman to say. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, the food is similar. Yes. Um, well, they all came from, you know, similar yeah, teachings, yeah. and and there is peace in, in teachings of all of these religions. That's the one thing that really is, I think, so fascinating, is that there is peace taught in Islam, in Judaism, and Christianity. Right. That's that's the heart, is really peace, teaching right. peace. Well, and also Sadat was the first person who did go and... Uh, go to Israel and the only one, and he he got a lot of flack for it, but he also, you know, was was the first one to do that. Right. And so, um, you know, to his own peril in the yes. end. But yes. But he did. Uh, he and he and Bacon were co-winners of the Nobel Peace Prize. Right. Together, which was even unique, and even that an Israeli man and an Arab man would both share it together and were friends. Yes. Isn't that something that we need today? That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, you, you had these 16, and I don't know if you're going to do another set of 16, but if you were to add to this book of the visionaries, um, anybody in today's world that you would be adding, is there anyone in your heart and soul that you think would be good for another book? I think there are so many people. I mean, I left out, you know, Jimmy Carter and Hillary or Bill Clinton. Um, there, you know, there was, I think that what would interest me is maybe smaller unknown people, um, who make a difference. For instance, um, I originally had 15 people in the book and then Wangari Mathi, who unfortunately just died, um, about a week and a half ago, surprisingly, because she wasn't that old. Um, she was, um, in Kenya and she won the Nobel Peace Prize for, um, planting trees. Um, and people wondered why an environmentalist, what that had to do with peace. And I had never heard of her, and most of the world had never heard of her. And then the last minute, I mean, I had finished the book. I said, stop the presses, can we add her? So those are the kind of people that we don't know about in, you know, our consciousness, let's say, like Gandhi or the Dalai Lama or, or Mother Teresa, you know, right, and Frank. Right. Right. Or Martin Luther King, you know, people like that. Sure. I'd like to be able to do something that was just a little more unique that maybe you go, oh, gee, look at what they're doing in the world. 
and how it's affecting that many people, and I didn't know about them. Well, you know, I didn't know about the daughter of Burma's national hero, General Ong, that Ong right. San Suu Kyi. Is that, Suu Kyi, I, yes. And, and I, I thought that was interesting. Why don't you tell my audience a little bit about her? Because I thought that was, that, well, I'd I never mean, heard it, of her before. It, it's funny you brought that up because this morning I was talking to my husband about her because, in, you know, in the book, she's in how, under house arrest. And um, she, I mean, here's a perfect example. She saw her father, who was a general, assassinated in front of her eyes mm. when she was really tiny. Oh. And then she became uh, the leader of Burma, which is now Miramar. And um, and she, most of her life, it's a very, um, di- it's a dictatorship. It always has been. Right. And there are no freedoms there. So she sort of, you know, goes against the grain and she challenges the system, and they put her under house arrest. She's lived most of her life in her home, mm. to the point where when she won the Nobel Peace Prize, nobody let her, she had to send her two teenage sons alone to collect the prize for her. Um, other Peace Prize winners came to see her in her home. They, the country would not let them in to see her. Um, when her husband was dying, I, I, I think he was in Europe, I'm, I'm not quite sure, um, they wouldn't let her leave the country, to, so she never saw her husband die. I mean, it's a, it's a terrible regime, mm. um, it's limited. So she, uh, right now, she's at a stage, she's, she goes in cycles, where she's not under house arrest, but I think, you know, there'll be something probably that she'll challenge, you know, and she, you know, this is her, this is her life that she does. She's a real activist and believes in what she does to try and get freedom in her country. So she's a very interesting woman. Right. We are speaking right now with Jane Bruskin Salvin, who is an artist and a writer, and she has this beautiful book that I'm holding. It's it's really a table book because it's so beautiful and it's called Path to Peace, People Who Change the World. And I I really am gonna bring it home and put it on a on a table you know, for people to look at, because you can sit down and for a few minutes, just read one or two of these without even spending a whole day and then looking at the art in it. And it's, it's just really, it just touches your heart. I really love this book. I appreciate it. Yeah. I I mean, I also, I have to say most books are printed and this is the artist and designer me coming out in four colors, but this book was printed in five. The fifth color was, it was printed with pure gold. Yes, I can see the Which gold. Which they don't do, <laughs> but they yeah, did. no, it is, and and it is an artist book. It is, um, yeah, I I just really truly love this book, and I'm so happy to have it. There was um one other guy who uh, person who I I didn't know, and I'm embarrassed to say this. I think I know who you're gonna say. Wangari. Oh no. Yeah, I I didn't know Wangari from Kenya. Oh, that, that's the woman I was talking oh, about. Oh, that's a woman. Okay. Yeah, she's oh. a woman. And what the reason she she paid women, she gave them seedlings. Oh. And she paid them to plant trees. She figured if this was woman to woman, I mean, you know, so that, that's the more amazing part of the story because um, women, her society, it's it's not as easy to get into politics. Let's yeah, put it that yeah, way. yes, yes. Um, it's not easy in any, but... Particularly, it was not easy for her in there. And um, she was educated in the United States and went back. But she she gave women money and seedlings to plant trees because she felt if women had fuel, if they had shade, if they had timber where they can build homes, 
they could raise their children, the children would be healthier and happier, then they would, could have food, through, you know, through these trees. Right. They could then go to school. They could be, you know, it's, it's one of those snowball effects. They can have literacy. Yes. So um, it's very, you know, she's the one, she died actually on September 26th. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at 71 years old. So she really had a lot more to do. Um, and she, she was the last woman to, you know, just recently, she, you know, not too long ago, won the Nobel Peace Prize. Right. And it was, people were actually shocked, though, that someone, you know, they didn't understand it, because why would an environmentalist, what does that have to do with people? Right. Well, Jane, we are out of time. I just want to tell you how much I enjoyed your book and enjoyed getting to talk to you. And I hope that we get to meet sometime if you ever come out this way or I go out that way to the East I Coast. Do, but actually. it is just really, oh, good. Well, you'll let me know. But we we are uh, very much happy to, to enjoy and talk about Paths to Peace. And now you've inspired me to do some, some more reading on these people. And so thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for having me. Okay, bye-bye, Jane. Right. You've bye. been listening to KUCI. 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org in the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. for Prescriptions for Healing Conflict. And visit our website at conflicthealing.com. Thank you. It's about trust. Yeah, yeah. It's about faith. It's about trust. expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.